the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, it is the day after the day after the J.D. Vance-Tim Ryan debate. They'll have another one on this upcoming Monday. Second debate's always interesting because if either candidate had something he wanted to say and he didn't say it, they will get a chance to say it the second time. It will not be seen statewide. It will be seen in the Mahoning Valley, which is where Tim Ryan has been the congressional representative for the last 20 years. Uh, This, of course, led to J.D. Vance's memorable line the other night that uh, 50,000 fewer jobs exist in the Mahoning Valley now uh, than they did uh, when Tim Ryan began serving, quote-unquote, in Congress. Tim Ryan represents a congressional district that has lost 50,000 jobs just in his time in office. Those of us who create jobs know what it's like when you have bad policies, and we know what it's like when you have good policies. I'd like Tim Ryan to lecture me on my business background a little bit less and maybe explain why the guy who's the biggest fighter of China had his own congressional district lose tens of thousands of good manufacturing jobs to China just in your time in public service. Can I answer that? Now, there is no answer for that. And Tim Ryan's answer to that on jobs leaving and inflation eating into your budget and everything is to blame someone else or whine about the fact that we need to assign blame at all. This is the advantage that a first-time candidate like Vance has on every incumbent who is running for any office or anyone like Ryan who has served for an extended period of time and now wants to move up. It goes with the territory. Tim Ryan doesn't want to own his record. He wants to blame his record on someone else. And if you were a one-term congressman, that might have a plausible reason for saying that, eh, I really didn't have that much to do with it. But when you've been in Congress for two decades, two decades, and all you've managed to do is get a couple of post offices named after somebody else, well, that's a problem because your record is your record. And what has happened in the Mahoning Valley over that time cannot be denied. It's not the manufacturing base that it used to be. And so for Tim Ryan to talk about how he's a working man's candidate, huh? 50,000 fewer jobs? We don't need that kind of candidate. We certainly don't need that kind of candidate in the Senate where you can rest on your laurels and not have to worry about running for re-election Every six years. So that to me is an indefensible point. But here's the thing with the Tim Ryan, J.D. Vance race. And it's the same thing with the Blake Masters race against Mark Kelly in Arizona. The same thing with the Dr. Oz race against John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. What is going on will not be known, will not be truly known until the election results are in. 
because every characterization that you read of those races and others, Nevada, Georgia, is tainted by the prism of those people reporting it. I took note of the Cleveland Plain Dealers breakdown of the debate. And having worked at the Plain Dealer for 18 years, knowing the politics of the people on staff up there, it's amusing and also uh, aggravating to me to read through this account of the Vance-Ryan debate on Monday night and see how the PD slips in these little not-so-veiled shots at the Republican candidate trying to minimize the damage that Vance did to Ryan's lies, the way he exposed them, and also the way that the plain dealer tries to hide Ryan's lack of performance in his two decades in Congress. Here's, a, here's an example. The plain dealer writes, Ryan, the Democratic congressman from Youngstown, said Vance is too politically extreme to fit in Ohio's history of electing relatively moderate Republicans. Does Ohio have a history of electing relatively moderate Republicans? Now, you could certainly say Rob Portman is a relatively moderate Republican, but I don't think you could say that Jim Jordan is a relatively moderate Republican. Okay, so what what is this history of Ohio voted for Donald Trump twice? Would the Democrats agree with the characterization of Donald Trump as a as a relatively moderate Republican? Well, that's an inane line. Like J.D. Vance, this is the plain dealer's way of saying, of supporting Ryan's assertion that Vance is extreme because you know Ohio always elects moderate Republicans. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's a lie. Then they break their story down into little bullet points so they have like a headline over part of the story. And their number one headline within the story is, Vance finally pivots, sort of. Now ask yourself, when you read a headline like, Vance finally pivots, sort of, what does that tell you? Subconsciously, what is that telling you? That Vance, A, needed to pivot, two, that he's late doing it, and three, that he didn't really do it. So that headline is highly prejudicial to J.D. Vance, and they're talking about um, the election denialism. And J.D. Vance has never said that the election was outright stolen, but a lot of people, and he might have used that language, but when I say it, when he, if he said it, whenever a Republican says the election was stolen, we don't mean that Donald Trump actually got more votes than Joe Biden and that through shenanigans in the counting, Donald Trump votes were not counted. What we mean is that information that voters would have considered that could have switched their vote, chiefly the Hunter Biden laptop story, or ways that mail-in balloting and other kinds of non-in-person, on-the-day-of-election voting were emphasized, favored Democrats, tilted the scales. It, it changed the balance of how many votes came in. That's what we're talking about when we say it was stolen. Mark Zuckerberg spending $500 million in get-out-the-vote 
efforts in highly democratic areas, in swing states, in swing districts. That's what we mean when we talk about the election being stolen. So they're saying Vance finally pivots, sort of, on election denialism. And they say, while dodging on abortion, dodging, the use of the word dodging. How is J.D. Vance dodging on abortion? J.D. Vance says, I'm for life, except in cases where the mother's life is in jeopardy. That's pretty clear. I don't hear a dodge there. You don't like his position, plain dealer. I get it. You don't like his position. That's your freedom to not like it. Did Tim Ryan take a definitive position on abortion? No, here's what Tim Ryan does. He states a fact that is not a fact, and he hides behind that phony fact. He'll say, well, nobody's in favor of late-term abortion. Really? Nobody? Kathy Hochul's in favor of it in New York. Gavin Newsom's in favor of it in California. New Jersey's governor's in favor of it. Chuck Schumer's in favor of it. Nancy Pelosi, AOC, Ayanna Presley. And all those people, and you, Tim Ryan, would vote for a national prohibition against stopping abortion at any point of pregnancy. When, when they say, well, you're so terrible, you're so awful, that you would not build in an exception in Ohio law for victims of rape and incest. And occasionally, a pro-life advocate will say, well, I'll tell you what. I'll agree right now to a law that anyone who's the victim of rape or incest can get an abortion in the first trimester because you know we know they're a victim of incest we know they're a victim of rape in the first trimester we don't have to wait till the second trimester or the third trimester to figure that out so in the first trimester any victim of rape or incest can get an abortion in exchange for us taking care of that exception that you bang us on for not building into our policies you have to say that no other abortions are allowed I mean, if you're so concerned about the victims of rape and incest, if there's so many instances of that and you want to eliminate forced birth, that's your thing, forced birth. Tim Ryan used that phrase the other night. You want to eliminate that? Okay, we'll meet you. We'll meet you in the middle. We'll... No, we won't even meet you in the middle. We come all the way over to your side on that. Will you agree to no abortions after a heartbeat is detected? Oh, no. They're never going to agree to that. So... This is indicative of how newspaper coverage, media coverage, television coverage is the same. That it just advantages the Democratic candidate. Here's another quote. For his part, Ryan did describe his personal view clearly, although a voter would have to listen carefully to consider what he said. Huh? Ryan described his personal view clearly? then why would a voter have to listen carefully to what he said? In other words, Tim Ryan issued a bunch of nonsense. He spoke all around the issue. But if we write that, you'll know he's a liar and a fraud and a dodge. So we're going to say that it was really clear. You just had to listen real, real, real closely to figure out what the heck he was talking about. Today is the day that early voting starts here in Ohio. The election is November the 8th. So if you've 
registered and you want to vote, then do it. Now, I've said before that I would like voting to take place only on Election Day. That way you'd have to prioritize it. You'd have to show that it means something to you, uh, that those who have served our country have fought for and earned the right for you to vote. But my producer, Pam, had an interesting take on this the other day. Pam, and you are an early voter. I am an early voter as of about four years ago. And tell, tell the people voting. why, because I thought you made a convincing case. Well, first voting. of all, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that um, voting day should be a national holiday, and mm-hmm. everyone should have the day off within reason. Obviously, we work in a 24-7 industry, mm-hmm. so... Not everyone's going to get the whole day off, but I think that there would be a way to stagger employees in the 24-7 types of industries. Maybe we could do – I think it should be a national holiday. Maybe we could do a national day off on Election Day and not have a national holiday for Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day. Mm -hmm. There you go. Can we do that? Right. There we go. But as far as why I personally started choosing to early vote – um, first of all, let me let me clarify that um, the folks that are in the military should have full access in some way, shape or form. If it's a paper ballot. OK, but beyond the military, I don't think that I don't agree with the whole paper ballot thing readily available. That's my personal opinion. As far as early voting, I early vote at my Board of Elections and you can do so various hours, various days. Mm-hmm. It's all on the Secretary of State's website and your local county board of elections website will specify certain weeks it's eight to five there's two i think there's two weekends or one weekend says here voting is available on weekdays from eight Eight to to five five. for Mm -hmm. the first two weeks that's right then extended hours after that with some weekends available open saturday october 29 november 5 and sunday november 6th that's so correct. there's no, like, effort to keep you from voting. You there's want to vote on a Saturday, a Sunday, whatever. Plenty of dates available, yeah. and I, I always look at the list and figure out what's going to be the best date that works for me and my husband, and we we set a date and we're going to go, you know, blah, blah, blah. The reason that I started doing this is, and please, no offense to any poll worker, but I don't care for the new machines, the newer style machines, because it's... Anybody can walk by and see what you're doing. I don't care for that. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, secret ballot. And I first got to vote, it was in one of the big giant machines where you walked in and you threw the big lever and it closed <laughs> the curtain behind you. And my parents were very staunch on not sharing each other's yeah. votes until after. They would talk about it on the way home or talk about it that night at the dinner table. Because they would joke about who canceled out each other's vote occasionally. But uh, I, I I like the privacy. I like the fact that no one could see what I voted. It's no one's business but mine. Now, you don't get that privacy now. But you do not but, get that but privacy But you now. do not have the numbers of people voting when you early vote that you do on election day. That's correct. When I go to my county board of elections, to be honest with you, the only time there's ever been a, a line of 10 people was the presidential elections. Mm-hmm. Every other time that I have went, and I usually go on a Saturday, because, or I go in the evening because they're open until like 7 or 8, I think, some dates. Uh, we have done the evenings, and we've done the Saturdays. 
uh, because it worked for our schedule. There was no one there except the two ladies in the office that are running it for that day. And I thank them for working extra shifts to allow us to vote on this unusual time. And they're always pleasant. And you go in and you get your equipment, your, your what is it? It's uh, the, the, the little gadget that they stick in for your precinct. Yes. You know, they take care of that and then they walk away. And no one is walking behind me. No one is looking over, glancing over to see what I'm voting because it's no one's business. And you bring up an interesting point. Uh, I remember when I was much younger, it was so uncommon for you to know how any of your friends voted or know really how anyone voted. I mean, you might, you might know from your parents. If you were a child, you'd hear your parents talking right. about who they're going to vote or whatever. But uh, you didn't know how your friends vote. And nobody talked and nobody asked. Nope. And now uh, everything becomes indicative of everything that you stand for and value. So everybody's vote is pretty much known. And Facebook is part of that because you could pretty much tell from people's Facebook postings and social media postings how they vote. Obviously, I've I have no secrets when it comes to who I'm going to vote for. Uh, we talked about you can early vote on a Saturday, October 29th and November 5th. You can also vote the entire weekend mm-hmm. prior to the November Leading 8th up. election. You can vote mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, I November the 7th. You Monday can vote. is through 2 p.m., I believe, usually. No no deadline Doesn't given say. here. It says okay. the deadline to get your absentee ballot postmarked if you're planning to vote by mail is November the 7th. Unless, of course, you're in Pennsylvania and they're afraid that Joe Biden's going to lose to Donald Trump, and then they'll just let you get your absentee ballot in if it's postmarked after the election, like they did in 2020. Yeah, the 7th is 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. If you're interested in voting by mail, you can request a ballot online through Secretary of State Frank LaRose's office. And And I want to say, I don't know what the web address is. Use a search engine, Ohio Secretary of State's office. Boom, it'll pop right up. I want to mention absentee ballots. If you're going to return them personally, you have to deliver them to the your county board of elections. You can't take them to your polling place on yeah, election day. Yeah. You do have to take it to your county board of elections. And again, the great Google will tell you where yours is if you're not familiar. Yes, that is right. So county that's your uh, rundown on the early voting, why you do it, why you may not like it or why you may like it. And I thought Pam's reasons were uh, very well founded. Uh, I like the um, I like the excitement of voting on Election Day. Uh, I know that I will be up watching the returns mm-hmm. on November the 8th. I'm very hopeful when I see the polls in Pennsylvania, in Arizona, in Georgia. Herschel Walker has not taken a hit in Georgia in the polls since the supposed revelation that he paid for an abortion. Again, I find that whole story to be really crazy in that the Democrats want to uh, vilify Herschel Walker for doing what they say is an evil thing. It's an evil thing because Herschel Walker did it. He paid for an abortion. So vote for our guy who will make abortion unrestricted. There you go. Like, huh? What? What? Makes no sense. But of course it doesn't. It's a Democratic position. Uh, Speaking of Pennsylvania and John Fetterman, uh, MSNBC did a sit-down interview with John Fetterman. It was the first... Their reporter has some interesting things to say. Boy, do other liberals not like it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.